Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 657 for release on Sunday, September 26, 2021. On WaveScan today, the early wireless scene on three islands off the coast of Wales, part two, including the Dr. Crippen murder case, Alaskan religious broadcasters, and our Australian DX report. In our program last week, we presented three segments of early wireless information, the story of the early Marconi wireless station at Holyhead on the Welsh island of Holy, the Lee de Forest wireless station on the nearby island called South Stack, and the transfer of the Marconi station from Holyhead to Seaforth, north of Liverpool in England itself. The main purpose for that early wireless station at its several locations, Holyhead, Seaforth, and Anglesey, has been for communication with shipping entering and leaving the port of Liverpool. This week, Ray Robinson picks up the story of this historic wireless station again while it was located at Seaforth Sands, where it operated under the internationally recognized call sign GLV, indicating Liverpool. Thanks, Jeff. We might add that two famous wireless operators received their training in Marconi equipment and operating procedures at station GLV near Liverpool. One of these well-known men was Jack Binns, who was the wireless operator on board the RMS Republic, MKC, at the 1909 collision with the SS Florida, and he sent out what's considered to be the first CQD distress call in Morse code. The other well-known man was Jack Phillips, the senior wireless operator aboard the Titanic, MGY, at the time of its sinking in 1912. Phillips sent out both distress calls in Morse code, CQD and SOS, though tragically he died in the frigid waters of the Atlantic shortly afterwards. OK, now we go back to the year 1862, which was when Hawley Harvey Crippen was born in Coldwater, Michigan, USA. In his formative years, he studied homeopathic medicine. His first wife, Charlotte, died in 1892 when their son was just two years old. Two years later, in 1894, Dr. Crippen married an American would-be music hall performer whose professional name was Belle Elmore. Three years later again, in 1897, they moved to London, England, where they both took whatever employment they could find. They held a party at their home on January 30th, 1910, and that was the last time that the wife was seen alive. Suspicion began to fasten on the doctor after another girl, Ethel Neve, moved into his home, and so they fled to Brussels in Belgium, where they obtained tickets to travel back across the Atlantic, to Canada in fact, on the passenger liner SS Montrose. However, Captain Henry G. Kendall aboard the SS Montrose, MLJ, grew suspicious about these two passengers who were travelling falsely as father and son, and so he sent a wireless message to the company headquarters in Liverpool via the maritime wireless station GLV at Seaforth Sands. 
Law enforcement in Scotland Yard reacted quickly, and they sent a police inspector on another passenger ship, a faster ship, across the Atlantic, and he arrested the couple on the SS Montrose just before disembarkation in Quebec. Dr Crippen faced trial in London, and he was executed for murder, though his girlfriend was acquitted of any serious crime. The English maritime station GLV near Liverpool processed the Morse code messages from the SS Montrose regarding the nefarious Dr Crippen, and this story presents the first occasion when wireless was used for the apprehension of a criminal. May 14th, 1960 was the official date for maritime radio station GLV to transfer from Sandy Road at Seaforth, north of Liverpool, to a new location and a new station on the island of Anglesey, back again in Wales. The Anglesey station was located in an isolated area of the island, and it was in use for a total of 26 years until its closure on December 19th, 1986. The Maritime Communications Service was then transferred from GLV to the clifftop station GPK at Port Patrick in Scotland, and the building was sold off to become a privately owned family dwelling. As a postlude, a historic marker was recently placed on the site of the old Marconi wireless station GLV at Seaforth Sands on what had been the location of the original transmitter building. The entire complex was adjacent to what subsequently became the Seaforth Container Terminal. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson, at KVOH in Los Angeles. Most shortwave listeners will be familiar with KNLS in Anchor Point, Alaska, which belongs to World Christian Broadcasting. But there are many other local Christian broadcasters throughout the state of Alaska, which is the largest state in the U.S., I ran across a few of them during a recent short visit to the 49th state to join the USA. I landed in Fairbanks, the second largest city in Alaska. 14 miles from Fairbanks, you'll find the city of North Pole, which is not actually at the North Pole, but the Santa Claus House tourist attraction is located there. There's also a gospel station in North Pole, KJNP, which stands for King Jesus North Pole, Transmits on 1170 kilohertz medium wave. temperature here in North Pole is 52 degrees. Fairbanks has 54 degrees, Barrow has 39 degrees, Wasilla has 55, and Anchorage has 59 degrees. You're tuned to 1170, your gospel radio, KJNP North Pole, Alaska. And KJHA Houston, Alaska. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. KJNP's story goes back to 1956, when Don and Jen Nelson came to Alaska with their daughter Judy and started their ministry in Stevens Village. They said their sole purpose in life was to reach souls for Jesus. Don and Jen have both since gone to be home with Jesus, but the staff of KJNP continues with the vision to reach souls for Jesus in Alaska. 
On October 11, 1967, Don Nelson pushed the button on the transmitter to put KJNP 1170 on the air, with 10,000 watts of power during the day and 5,000 watts at night. In 1970, the power was increased to 50,000 watts, the maximum power permitted for an AM station in the United States. KJNP is on the air approximately 19 hours a day with a country gospel format. It reaches the greater Fairbanks area, which has a population of almost 100,000, as well as some remote villages in the interior of the state. KJNP has small translator stations in the cities of Barrow, Talk, Fort Yukon, and Dot Lake, Alaska. In 1977, KJNP-FM went on the air on 100.3 megahertz with a classical sacred format. The FM is a 24-hour station. It also reaches greater Fairbanks and remote villages. For North Pole, Fairbanks and all of the Middle Tanana Valley. For tonight, rain likely with areas of fog. The lows in the upper 40s to lower 50s with light winds. Monday, rain likely. The highs in the lower 60s with light winds. Monday night, cloudy with scattered showers. The lows in the mid to upper 40s with light winds. sound. This is KJNP-FM, North Pole, Alaska. The following program is recorded and is made possible by offerings from you, our listeners. 21 years later, in 1998, sister station KJHA went on the air on 88.7 megahertz FM from North Pole. When I tuned to 88.7 in Fairbanks, I heard programming in Spanish called Radio Nueva Vida, or Radio New Life, with a top-of-the-hour ID for its parent station in Redding, California, KNVE-FM. Radio Nueva Vida. KNVE Reading 91.3 FM. En tu teléfono por nuestra app. En línea en nuevavida.com. También en Alexa y Google Home. Alabando a Dios, Él es nuestra esperanza. KJNP also has a TV station. KJNP TV began broadcasting on Channel 4 in 1981 with a religious family format. It's on the air 24 hours a day, and it has had a digital signal since 2006. Over the years, many people have requested Bibles from the radio programs, so the organization founded Bibles for Others in 1982. That operation is located in the state of Minnesota. 
KJNP welcomes visitors to the station, which is located in Alaskan motif log cabins with sod roofs. So if you're ever visiting the Santa Claus house in North Pole, be sure to say hi to the folks at KJNP a few blocks away. From Fairbanks, we traveled an hour south on Alaska Route 3, the Parks Highway, to the small town of Nanana, population 341. It has a radio station, and it's another gospel station. KIAM's slogan is the gospel voice in the wilderness. It airs well-known Christian programs such as Focus on the Family and Unshackled, as well as programs from Reach Beyond, which used to operate HCJB shortwave in Ecuador and is affiliated with Reach Beyond Australia, which still broadcasts on shortwave. From its base in Nanana, KIAM operates a network of local radio stations throughout Alaska and you can hear programs like messages from listeners in remote areas to family and friends elsewhere in the state. And of course, the all-important weather broadcasts. This is to the family, and it is from David. Hello, my family, Patalina. This is David. We've made it into town. It looks like we're going to be able to push things through here and get everything accomplished the way we wanted to. And we'll be out there to see you all tomorrow evening. We love you all, and we hope that you're doing well out there. It's raining a little bit here like it is there, but my forecast says that things should clear up and give us a little more sunshine tomorrow and the next day. So, we'll make use of it. I love you all. Y'all are blessed, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. All right, another a couple of weathery sorts of items. Uh, taking a look at a couple of rivers here, the Tanana River at Ninana. You may have heard that forecast, but uh, just a while ago, it was at 9.03 feet. The action stage is 11 feet, and it's forecast to get up to by, let's see, this will be about Thursday, just under 10 feet. That was a bit of programming from KIAM, 6.30 a.m. and 91.9 FM in Nanana in central Alaska. It's one of those days. Nothing's From Nanana, we drove another hour or so south on the Parks Highway to Denali National Park, previously known as Mount McKinley National Park, where the highest mountain in North America is located. Denali is over 20,000 feet high. The park is one of Alaska's biggest attractions, drawing tourists from all over the world. At our lodge just outside the park, we found a radio star, Justin Hinson, performing at Denali Square. Justin is a country music singer from Tennessee who's entertaining tourists at the McKinley Chalet Resort this summer. I never thought I'd see 
Justin Hinson and Denali Park bringing to a close our short trip to America's last frontier, Alaska. You're listening to WaveScan from Adventist World Radio. Next, let's go to Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia. Information from the Ionospheric Prediction Service in Sydney, Australia, advises that the level of solar activity has now fallen to an extremely low level. The 10.7 centimetre solar radio flux has dropped to 55 and the daily equivalent smooth sunspot number has fallen to 32. The IPS further advises that those figures are not expected to change significantly in the immediate future. And that means of course that high frequency broadcasting on darkness or semi-darkness paths over long distances on frequencies above about 10 megahertz will not be very satisfactory. However, frequencies above about 10 megahertz during daylight hours will become somewhat more reliable. Some news now about international shortwave reception. This time from our monitors in Eastern Europe, in Sofia, Bulgaria. Quite a number of good reception indicators there recently, particularly during the local daytime hours. I'll share these with you now. Transworld Radio, India. Broadcasting in Kazakh via the Aganya Relay in Guam. Frequency is 9910, 1437 to 1445. That's um, 200 kilowatts. And the antenna is 305 degrees. Myanmar. The voice of the National Unity Government of Myanmar has updated its September schedule. The new frequencies are 17710 between 0130 and 0159 in Burmese to Southeast Asia of course 250 kilowatts and 205 degrees the same frequency 1229 to 1258 in Burmese the same transmitter designations 1330 to 1359 on 12,000-12000 Burmese, 250 kilowatts and 205 degrees antenna at Burmese of course and 1330 to 1359 on the same frequency 12,000 Southeast Asia in Burmese 250 kilowatts and 205 degrees Radio Idarison International is a politically based station using the relay facility in England at Wolferton. Station uses 12.050 kilohertz. It's been heard in Europe between 06.18 and 06.26 in French at 250 kilowatts and antenna 158 degrees. And on 12.055 at the same time broadcasting in Kazakh to East Asia and 12.045 at the same time broadcasting to East Asia in Chinese NHK Radio World Radio 
Japan, noted in Europe on 17820, via the relay station at Dabaya in the UAE. 11.15 to 11.45 on from the Bayer with 250 kilowatts and 105 degrees. That's in Indonesian. Radio Iran International noted on 12.019.8 from the Tashkent relay station in Uzbekistan. So 2.30 to 0.600 in Farsi to Western Asia. Transmitter is 100 kilowatts and the antenna 2.36 degrees. Another frequency is 15629.8 from the same transmitting site, 0600 to 1600 in Farsi to Western Asia. The Voice of the Martyrs, new frequency is 9930 from Tashkent in Uzbekistan, heard in Europe between 1200 and 1300 with Korean to Asia, transmitter 100 kW and the antenna 076 degrees. Another politically based station is Radio Free North Korea using 11510 from Uzbekistan, heard in Europe 1300 to 1400 in Korean. 100 kilowatts and antenna 06 degrees, 076 degrees. And the voice of the wilderness heard on 11540 from Tashkent, 1400 to 1500 in Korean, 100 kW and 076 degrees. Further information from our friends in Sofia, Bulgaria, indicate reception of China Radio International in Cantonese on 9560. This is between 1200 and 1257. The transmitter 250 kilowatts and antenna. 110 degrees, 010 degrees, and that's a relay station via the transmitting site in Cuba. And that's all the information in our program this time. We hope you found the broadcast interesting and helpful for your shortwave radio monitoring. Just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address. The URL is simply adxr.org. I'll give it once again, adxr.org. At that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in a reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail, that's physical postal mail, or via the internet. So until our next program, this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. Thank you, Bob. Finally, today I want to mention some reception reports we've received recently. First of all, two reception reports from people who shouldn't have been hearing us, at least not on the frequency they were listening to. <laughs> we start with Richard Lemke, a regular listener up in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. And he heard Wavescan at 0330 UTC on 5985 kilohertz with a 45443 Sinpo. Uh, he says, this is my first try hearing 5985 kilohertz since the upswing in the current solar flux, sitting now at 100. I'm happy to hear 5985 kilohertz. 
in my area, probably not beamed to my region of Western Canada. Well, uh, that's very true. Uh, that uh, frequency is beamed to Central, Central America from our transmitter site in Okeechobee, Florida. <laughs> okay. But anyway, glad you hear, heard it up there, uh, Richard. Now, somebody who should have been listening to 5985 but wasn't is Edgar Chavarria Coronado. He's in Desamparados, San Jose, Costa Rica. And he heard a wave scan on 15770 kilohertz at 2050 UTC uh, with a SINPO of pretty good, 44334. So uh, he should have been listening to us at 0330 and 5985, which is beamed to Central America, uh, because 15770 is actually beamed to Europe. So um, that's really good that he heard us down there in Costa Rica. Now, Michael Wilborg in Stockholm, Sweden, he did hear us on 15770 at 11.30 UTC. It says, almost by accident, I came across your Sunday broadcast of AWR WaveScan. This was the first time I've ever listened to WaveScan, but I found it quite interesting. And uh, both the DX News and the historical sections. Bravo. All right. Thank you, Michael. Then we have uh, Dmitry Mezin in Kazan, Russia. Uh, Dimitri listens to us uh, with using an AirSpy HF Plus receiver, and uh, he heard us also at 11.30 UTC on 15.770 kilohertz from Okeechobee. Finally, Simon Peter Lear in Meissen, Germany, heard us at 23.30 UTC on 9.395 kilohertz. Uh, that is also from Okeechobee. Thank you very much for your reception report, Simon. And it was good to see you at the uh, EDXC conference in uh, Bratislava a couple of years ago, I guess now. And we end WaveScan today with the Alaska State Song. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, Adventist World Radio celebrates 50 years. A new book about old QSL cards and our Japan DX report. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand. Stay tuned for that. And also to the station your radio is tuned to. WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong. That's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong. Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan 
at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida in the United States. Till next week, good listening, everyone.